Welcome back, family, to the Back Issue Book Club podcast. I'm Greg. That's Rich. Rich, how are I'm you? Rich. Yes, I'm fine. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. We read Kingdom Come yep. from DC Comics, technically the Elseworlds imprint, uh, so it's not canon. Um, and it was written by Mark Wade and um, illustrated by Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. And it was from 1996. I don't know if I said that. But so, you didn't. But uh, I was waiting for it because I, I didn't know. Yes. Uh, that was suggested to us by Hector Tees on our YouTube channel. Thank you, sir. And it was it was chosen as the winner on our Patreon poll. Um, if you want to influence what uh, books we read in the future for this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash team Ohana to yes. vote. Um, you can always leave suggestions in the comments, and then we'll take those suggestions and put them on the official poll. So this was a little bit different uh, flavor than we, what we've been reading so far, I feel like. Absolutely, yes. What are your thoughts starting off? Uh, um, I think I would have enjoyed this much more had I known the DC Universe better. Mm. There are a lot of characters in there I don't know a damn thing about. And they were... I mean, like, Spectre is a main character in this, and I didn't even know it was Spectre. <laughs> So somebody mentioned it, I'm like, okay, I've heard the name. What does he do? I don't know anything about these characters. To me, I imagine this would be like um, a DC-only fan being told to read Marvel Secret Wars. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was a little bit... I At one point, I just had to say, you know, if I don't know the character, just skip it and, and go on. Just stay <laughs> with the main focus of the story. Um the other thing is that I am not as proficient with the English language as most people. I'm a mathematical person. I stink in English. I don't have a big vocabulary. There were a lot of words that were written that I have no idea what they meant. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have time to go get a dictionary and start looking these words up to find out what the heck they're talking about. I did that one time. Uh, there were multiple. I'm like, is that, a, is that typed correctly? Is that actually a word? <laughs> I did, when I said that right there, I didn't mean to be like, oh, I only did it one time. I just, I'm. No, I sharing. didn't take it as that. I didn't take it as that. Well, I'm also telling people who are listening and watching. Um, I think the word for me was censor, S or C E N S E R. And I didn't know that that's what like the little smoking thing the priests walk down the aisle with. Is ah, called. well, there's one word for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked that one up. So anyway. Yeah, I, uh, other than that. The artwork, the storyline, the story, it was slow to get started. Like the whole first issue was, okay, I feel like I'm watching the uh, the, the rings move <laughs> all over again. Uh. Um, this is really dragging. But then once it started going into two and three and four, I could not wait to get to the next panel. To find out what was going on, um, a, a lot of it was predictable. Um, I didn't realize it was Billy Batson the entire time. Um, I mean, I knew that the ally of Lex Luthor was going to be, in quotation marks, uh, air quotes, Batman. I knew that he had his own agenda and he was trying to find out what was going on. Um, I knew that Shazam was going to stop Superman from stop blowing the bomb. 
And I knew as soon as they walked into the restaurant that Wonder Woman was pregnant also. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm like, wow, she gained weight. Oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. And then uh, I have something to tell you, Batman, without even looking up, you're pregnant. You're, you're, you're pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So you saw it too. I don't know what the second thing he's referring to when it like closed and like zoomed in on our temple. I didn't get that, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I did not see all those things. Um, and I assumed because this was like an Elseworld book and not canon that at least I let myself believe that, uh, Bruce Wayne had joined, uh, I fell for it, you know, cause when they first meet uh, Superman and Batman, Bruce is like, basically you asshole, get out of here. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah, I understand Clark. <laughs> My name is Cal. Gotcha. Clark. For having uh being able to hear a cell divide, you don't listen very well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I fell for that hook, line, and sinker, and I believed it when you know Bruce was was teaming up with Lex Luthor. But that made it so sweet to me when it was revealed that he was actually just on a fact finding detective mission. Um. Well, when he said we're gonna, we have to go to the next step, and they, they said, "Do you have a plan?" When does Batman not have a plan? I'm like, mm-hmm, "Yeah." Uh, and when he true. got introduced, I'm like, "Oh, this is his plan." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, by that's the way, true. was it just me, or did I read every line spoken by Batman slash Bruce Wayne in Kevin Conroy's voice in my voice in my head? Oh yeah, <laughs> that Absolutely. is the voice forever in my head, man. I I love it. Yeah, legend. Yes, um, I'm so sad that he's gone, but man, what the gift that he has given to even me, a non-DC fan who's slowly trying to convert. Um, it's wherever you are, sir, thank you. Absolutely. Um, how do you feel about Alex Ross's art the whole time, not just like a cover? I'd like to see it on a regular comic book. I read it digitally on my phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, so, you're saying like physically on a paper? Well, that's just it. Is I, I, you picture the size of a cell phone, and to to be able to read the text, I had to zoom in, and then I'd read it, and then zoom back out and try to see. Okay, so what is it they're referring to? Oh, so what's that minuscule detail? Zoom back in, then zoom back out, and zoom back in. You gotta um, get a tablet. I think it'll really help. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> look, I just bought a microphone today. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, true. Okay. Also, comic books, all right? Yeah, comic books, yes. Comic books. Um, I don't know if I love it. I mean, so I, I thought it was really neat, like when he was doing all those Marvel covers of the profiles. And uh, I like it in doses, but I don't think I like it just the whole time. Now, let me defend him a little bit. Yeah. That was 26 years ago. Totally. His, style, his styles change over time. That's true. So, it was. It just seemed like a very um, brutalist style, like a very Cold War style, or mm-hmm. or maybe just like fifties style. And I'm kind of a purist when it comes to comic books. I like the block, the square panels going left, right, down, left, right, down, left, right. And he got the diagonal, diagonal, and slightly offset here, slightly. I'm like, which one do I read first? To, to there were a couple the times where I did that too, Who and I was like. Ah, I just spoiled this conversation for myself. Let me go back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I would read something like that doesn't make sense. And then like four bubbles later, I'm like, da, da, da. oh, then that was the answer to that. Oh, hey, right, right. <laughs> so, 
I'm, like I said, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to seeing the square, 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 square. I don't want to see it in an angry Hulk movie, but mm, yeah. But um, when it comes to like diagonals and partial frames, and this one is before that one, even though it's a little lower on the page, but it's longer, and I'm like, Ugh. so I got a real like Ghost of Christmas Future Past or whatever from from Spectre. Okay, as he was leading leading um. I forget his name. Norman throughout time. The priest. Pastor. Yeah. Whichever. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, exactly. Um, I, uh, I don't know why he made him dis- make the decision of at the end of who to judge. Hmm. I think that Spectre used to make his own decisions, but as he said that over time, he lost touch with his own humanity. Right. So he wasn't able to fully see the visions that we oh. needed to an anchor. And I That's think true. he needed somebody else to call the shots. Maybe after all the time that had elapsed, the decades or whatever, um, he felt he lost the ability to be objective as necessary. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, there was one point where the pastor, priest, preacher, whichever you want to call him, um, says that um, I can't see the specter but i at the at the comments i can feel him cringe yeah so you know that the specter is not being totally objective because no matter how immoral a statement would be a totally objective person would not react to it right you would yeah it would be more like Owatu, the watcher going mm-hmm, okay just, just taking notes whatever right right <laughs> yeah that's true huh and how did you feel about the the part where the the preacher convinced Spectre to allow him to speak to Superman before he was about to kill like the UN. Oh, that was, that was, yeah, that was deep. Like, you want me to to judge somebody? You don't let me stop this. I'm judging you. All right. You're the evil one here. You don't let me intercede or at least try. All right. So yeah, that, that was, that was very, very well written. I like that. Well, I have a a question, sir. And I have to ask this to you. Um, you read a lot more DC than I do. Okay. Um, you're more into DC than I am. I'm more into Marvel. My vocabulary is not great. And, but Marvel has never made me go look up books, look up words. Mm. Is DC more intelligently written on average than Marvel? Wow. If your measure of intelligence is the vocab words, maybe. Um, my entire and, vocabulary in my mind, in my, my in my brain, in my stored memory is from what I've read in comics. I didn't do jack in school. I never read on my own. I think I've read three books that were not comic books in my life, and I'm in my 50s. Okay, I don't like reading, but I read comic books. And my wonder is, if I had read DC as a youngster, would I have a better vocabulary? I have learned a couple of words from dc books and this is like as a 34 or 35 year old so it's not like i was 15 or something i learned the word repast mm-hmm. when i was reading the yosemite sam jonah hex uh collision comic like, so to pass a second time repast is like a, an old-fashioned word for like dinner <laughs> okay <laughs> like okay this is like you pass a second I had no time. idea <laughs> I had no idea r-e-p-a-s-t so. Yeah, the only time I get to learn new words now is at the gas station when they have the, the gas station TV and they have words of the day. <laughs> yeah. 
Or so, me. Yes, that's true. It is true. It is true. Do you have a better look? The majority of people have a better vocabulary than me. <laughs> and to, put comment. to put it into perspective, I took the standardized testing in New York City schools. In sixth grade, I had the reading equivalent of a high school graduate. So what are they saying about their high school graduates? <laughs> mm. <laughs> where do you where do you place this in regards to the other books that we've read? How do you rank it? Well, the storylines. So this is number four. We did Stray Dogs, Green mm -hmm. Arrow, and Wolverine. Yep. Uh, I think Stray Dogs is number one. Green Arrow is number two. Uh, this is number three. I agree with you 100%. And, then and it's sad because going into this, if, if I had not run, read any of them, except when I remembered as a kid, and you said, we're going to read these four stories... I would have said Wolverine's going to blow them all away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, being the the Marvel Homer that I am here, <laughs> I, I'm proud of you. You're you're taking these DC books in stride. Yeah, I'm bending over and I'm taking them. <laughs> well, I was thinking we would we would go the other way next time, um, but we can talk We're about going that. the other way. Yeah. Hello, nurse. <laughs> Marvel. Uh, Do you have something in mind? Is it something that I know that I... Oh, yeah. I mean, I was sort of thinking there's Secret Wars. Oh, okay. Or what were you going to say? Spider-Man versus Wolverine. Oh, what am I saying? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's it's your birth book, dude. We yeah. got to read this book. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's a little bit longer, so it's like two issues almost. Yeah, well, which is shorter than the four issues we've been reading lately. Especially this past four. And, yeah. Dude, I didn't see... Again, I saw this digitally, but is it... 52 pages each book what we just read what we just read uh there were 52 pages on each one yeah 46 50. and that's not including ads man these had to be square bound books uh, 46 yeah i mean right around 50 for each of them <laughs> yeah and i'm like yeah sure i'll read them before the show and i'm like well, well that's 200 pages i gotta read <laughs> And I'm not a fast reader. And then I get words that I don't know what they mean. And my wife wants to talk to me. And the dogs want to eat. And I got to cook dinner. I'm like, this is not working. <laughs> but Kingdom I did not want to stop reading this. Look, if I had to, if I knew what it was going to be like after the first, in the middle of, or even towards the end of the first issue, I may have stopped and said, we'll do this tomorrow. Once I hit issue two and it started rolling, I'm like, I can't put this down. I've got to finish this. Mm. Okay, so it really wasn't that. grossing. I may even put this above the Green Arrow series. It's still not That's as fair. good as Stray Dogs. They're they're right there. So yeah. if you know the Green Arrow series and you like that and you haven't read, what did we just read? Kingdom Stray Come. Dogs. Oh, Kingdom Come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, from 1996, I recommend reading Kingdom Come from 1986. Allow yourself a couple hours time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm and looking bring, at bring us <laughs> Yeah. Uh I'm looking at the page where uh Shazam is fighting Superman. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a really good page where he's like on his knees and he's like Superman's like on his getting beat. Yep. And uh he finally puts his puts his hand on his mouth and he's like because enough. He catch, catches him during Billy Batson mode. 
Yes. If he did that during the Shazam mode, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's got he's got like blood. Or, this is a pretty nice artwork. A lot. I love this page. But what was really good is that it really set that up earlier when he sliced when Superman sliced his thumb on Diana's sword and said that magic. that was yes. And your weakness has always been magic, Superman. Be careful that can, that sword can slice the atom, the electrons off of it, off of an, uh, an atom. Right, and Shazam is all about. I mean, the and wizards are the ones who. Yeah, he's like Shazam, 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 Shazam. He's just gonna keep getting his lightning bolts down. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I mean, it I was, was almost, I was almost expecting Superman to like just crush his jaw right there because <laughs> he was losing it. A lesser man would have, but that's just like you know, that whole scene right there with Superman, and he was like, "Listen, up to you, man. You can kill me." Or, or you can make another choice, and that he, that got through like the caterpillars in his brain or whatever. Do you think Superman would have gone on that flying rage to the UN to kill everybody if he saw everybody in, uh, underneath the bomb dead, all those skeletons, but saw Wonder Woman alive? If he saw her as the sole survivor, would he have freaked out as much? I think it was because I think it was fifty percent because everybody was dead and fifty percent because she was dead because he had already lost Lois Lane. I was gonna say he's he's not come hell or high water, he's not gonna accept that a second time. Yeah. I because think he, not, he 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 allowed he allowed the Joker to go to like a regular trial, even after he knows he, he killed Lois Lane. So I mean he probably harbors some ill will from that. And yeah, I I think you're right. I think if he had seen the entire every single person dead except for her, that she was wounded but still alive, he wouldn't have freaked out. And what happened to Magog? You, you build up this massive super powered character that's like Superman's equal, except that he will kill people. And then he's sobbing, saying, "I'm sorry about Kansas. Take me in." And then I never see him again. Yeah, was he just he went in? to the Legion. Went went to the Legion of Doom Gulag. But in, did you see him in the fight? No, I mean he may he might have been like you know somewhere in the background or something, but I, it yeah. was n not foreground at all. If he's the equivalent of Superman, shouldn't he have been a prominent figure in that fight? Let's let's tweet Mark Wade. Let's yeah, ask, dude. Him. And he's like, I wrote that twenty seven years ago, man. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Is Magog an actual character in the comics now, or he was made only for that? I think he was created for that, but it doesn't mean he's not there now. I mean, it's not canon, and it's set in the future, so... And look, I'm nitpicking little details about the story. I love the story. I love the way it was presented. Yeah. It was very Ghost of Christmas Past-ish, the way it was right. presented. <laughs> That's what I was saying. And it was, it was very religious. It had a lot of religious overtones. Or undertones. I, I felt bad for the priest when he gets grabbed by Flash and pulled in and like, why, why do you grab Spectre while you're <laughs> at it? He was, he's like right next to him. Yeah. He'll explain everything. Sort of. Yeah. And you got Superman looking at you like, you want to explain yourself? <laughs> right. Uh, that, that, uh... That so that was interesting. A lot of the artwork was was you, uh, almost, almost you as the priest looking up like this always at a lot of scenes. 
Yep. And there, there was always like, and that that one scene with Superman looking down at him and being like, "Explain yourself." I was like, I feel a little bit uh, scared right now. Intimidated. <laughs> That's the word. Yeah. Did you ever see? Stanley Kubrick's movie, I believe it was from the 60s, called 12 Angry Men. They remade it, but it wasn't as good. Stanley Kubrick also did 2001 and The Clockwork Orange. He was a directorial genius, honestly. Oh, that's the jury movie. Yep. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. The original one, the black and white one, right? 1957, yeah. Yes, okay. So one of the things about the way that Stanley Kubrick filmed that was, and I'm going to grab my camera, the beginning of the movie, the camera is set higher up, looking down at the characters. Okay, and as the movie progresses, it lowers down and gets closer, and make it makes you feel more intense. Huh. It builds attention by camera angles, and Alex Ross did this a lot with his artwork in this, with angles and almost like lighting which is not lighting and in, in, in something that's drawn but you know what i'm talking about shading absolutely yeah to make you feel like i'm this person is over me he's you know he's towering over me or i'm over him it gives you a sense of the character that's that's you know speaking to them and how you know they feel intimidated and he makes you feel intimidated also by the angle of the artwork great point there's a there's a couple panels where uh I was just looking at one where, um, yeah, that same one where Superman puts his hand over Shazam. There's a like a bar panel. Uh, here, I'll share my screen with you. Cool. And I'll put it on. I'll put it on the video. Um, this this right here, how the light is like shining like a UFO almost down onto his face. Yeah. And you have Spectre in the background there. It is time. <laughs> that's wild. That's that's a perfect example of what you're talking about with the uh, like the lighting of the the art. Yeah, it so much goes into drawing and coloring. No matter how much respect we give to artists, I don't think that we give them enough because they see the world in a whole different way than we ever will. Yeah, and they bring it to us, and we don't even realize we're seeing it. <laughs> I know. I mean. So I know this is going to be unpopular, but like, I know we always want uh, the comics to be cheaper, but like some of these artworks are like masterpieces, man. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of understand why they're not. Well, I mean, I'll give you an example of an artist that I love. A lot of people either, you'll either love them or you hate them. Uh, Art germ. Mm. And some of the stuff that he draws, I mean, I'm like, is that a photograph? (laughs) My God, it's so perfect. And people, some people don't like its perfection. But anyway, Kingdom Come, what would you give it? Seven. How many? Nice. I gave it a seven. Um, I'd give it higher if I knew the characters better, which is my fault, not it, not the writing's fault. Um, also, I would, I gave it, I took at least a half point off because it made me feel dumb. <laughs> Because I didn't know words. I'm sorry. That's okay. And you know your character, your character, your previous point actually makes sense because you probably don't know anything about Ma- Martian Manhunter. I've heard the character name. I don't know anything about him. That's who Bruce was talking to when he was like, "You've done your job and you've done it today." So yeah, yeah. Go and hang out with Red Sands and see 
sky and stars. Um, yeah, because he because he's from he, Mars. Yeah, at one point when they first showed Robin, like, I figured it out later on. I'm like, oh, cool, Batman. Why does he? Me have too. Strange, why does he have too. a strange on his on his on his chest? Yeah, I definitely thought that too. <laughs> but later on, I see Bruce Wayne with the the uh, collar around his neck. I'm like, is this still from Bane breaking his back? I mean, what, what's going on here? I, I took that as um, just him years being old. and years of punishment. <laughs> yes, like NFL players, you know, after they've they're just uh, always in pain, and he probably but, just couldn't stand up by himself anymore. But like ninety percent of the characters that were represented as the backup teams and the gulag, I don't know. I've never seen them before. I don't know anything about them. I mean, there was a female kid Green Lantern in this. Yes, a female kid Green Lantern. Yes, she was on Batman's team. She had the Green Lantern symbol on her uh, chest and was aiming her fist out with a with a ring, and green beams are coming out of it. So I'm thinking that's a Green Lantern. I missed that. Now I have to find it. I'm sorry. Uh, we had. Uh, when was this? Was this when Batman was? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, okay. I thought it was interesting. The Gulag looked like the uh, what uh, oh, the yeah. Legion of Doom. Yeah, Thank I you. saw that. I, I thought that too. I'm like, it's the Legion of Doom. Why would they do that? <laughs> I'm trying to find where Bruce Wayne attacks um, the board members with. Oh, that. Uh, I think that was in book three. Maybe not. Oh, I see it. Yes. She's in like a she's in like a robe or something. White robe. Yep. Yeah, I don't know who. I've never seen that before. But that's definitely a female Green Lantern. <laughs> Yeah, Green Lantern symbol and everything. Yeah, with like a with like a lasso or something. Oh, I guess she's a construct. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. It almost looks like she's holding the handle, whereas it, if it were a Green Lantern, you would the the end of the rope would be inside the ring itself, theoretically. But whichever it works for, but that's definitely a Green Lantern. And in the beginning. <clears throat> Earlier on, uh, Lex Luthor points out to Bruce, are you sure that your team will be willing to fight? I mean, uh, they are the offspring and the youngsters of the... Yeah. Uh, so, and he says, well, <laughs> what don't want to fight with their with the adults? So is this a child of the Green Lantern? It is. It is. You're absolutely right. You're fucking smart, Rich. This is Jennifer Hayden. <laughs> I just don't know words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she goes by Jade. She's the uh, daughter of Alan Scott, the original Golden Age Green Lantern. Whoa, cool. Who's the mother? Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to put you on the spot there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, she's got a natural born ability. She has all the powers of a Green Lantern without needing a ring. She and her brother oh, Obsidian <laughs> joined Batman's team. They infiltrate. Yeah. Wow. So uh, that means she doesn't need to charge it or anything? That's cool. That's really cool. That is cool. Cool. Yeah. And Alan Scott was, you know, Green Lantern with his armor and everything. Yes. Huh. And Which is interesting. I, they went with Alan Scott because they had Hal Jordan as like the waiter or busboy at uh, the restaurant that they went to in the beginning. I'll give it a I'll give it a seven as well. I mean, bear in mind that when we say seven, it's not bad. We, we don't yes. give tens. Okay, we always leave 10 is that 
I don't ever want to read another comic book again. This is it. I'm done. This <laughs> I can is die like, in peace. We're like CGC or CBCS. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Stray Dogs, I think, got my highest rating as a nine. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so a seven is actually a very good number from us. So don't hear this and say, oh, shoot, it's only seven. I don't want to read it. I re highly recommend reading this story, especially if you'd like to see where the artwork and the storylines were back in 1996 to see how they've evolved to today's standards. I actually have a point about that. Um, there was a lot of theory that this was written in response to the bad boy surgeons of the 90 resurgence of the 90s or emergence of the 90s like uh, cable and uh, a lot of the image books were like a lot of anti-hero the punisher yeah, kind of style. And, yeah. yes a lot of that like you know morally gray so alex uh ross it was actually alex ross's idea to, to write this he came from marvel writing a book called the marvels with kubasek was the mm -hmm. writer he did art for it and when he his contract was up, he went to DC and he wanted to. He had this idea, and they gave. They said, "Why don't you work with Mark Wade on it?" And they this is what they came up with to combat that movement, I guess. The wow. The one thing I can say though is I think the darkest character in this, and they needed saving, was Diana. It was interesting how she was. You watched her just completely change to like take no prisoners almost <laughs> yeah it's like and, and and it was bruce that broke through exactly what the he he's a psychologist man he really is he's, no matter how much you do and how much you overcompensate you will never earn back oh, what you lost that was amazing i, I read that i'm like dude she's gonna kill you <laughs> she'll kill you <laughs> i, I you love know? that bruce throughout all of dc has balls of steel to just tell Diana and people and like Superman right to their face. <laughs> yeah. But you're wrong. When, and this is why. But when he said that, I'm literally what came to mind was you ever see Menace to Society? Oh man. A uh, long time ago. <laughs> I know what it is. I don't think I saw it. I was watching that with my friends. They had me watch it back. They rented it from Blockbuster. Okay. Long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And they had already seen it. And I'm watching it. Uh, they had me watch it to see my reaction. And they're in the store with the, I think it's a Korean family that owns the store. And the guy, the guy behind the counter said, I feel sorry for your mother. I hit pause and went, Oh, he dead. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> you don't say anything about somebody's mother in the hood. I'm sorry. If you said your mother smells, I, I smelled your mother's perfume. She was so, it was so wonderful. It was like roses. What'd you say about my mother? <laughs> You spell my mother. You're dead. You don't ever mention the word your mother. And when he, when Bruce said that to Diana, I'm like, I was like, pause. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I had that same exact feeling as I had watching Menace to Society. I'm like, he a dead man. They already pointed out she's got a sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but he didn't back down. He kept penetrating. Until he got to her core, which is who she was, and that was right when the uh, the jets were approaching, and he was like, yeah. "Open your eyes, Diana. Your answer flies on metal wings. Those are nuclear carriers, ultimate war bringers." I think war... if, if there if there were no nuclear bombs coming, he did. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna kill him. He did. <laughs> it's possible. 
for sure. Oh boy. Anyway, sorry, you were saying with the hat. Oh, this hat. I was gonna say for anybody watching the podcast, you can't see me at the moment, but I actually have on I purchased one of our Ohana Team Ohana t-shirts off of our eBay page. And I also got a Team Ohana. Oh, that's not working with the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. We'll go over the top. I have my Timo Hanna hat on. And yeah. Let me tell you, this look, I'm sorry. I have to, whichever one of these brings me in closer. Nope, it was this one. There we go. I got this one in teal. And seriously, the the, the, the artwork that we have on the Timo Hanna logo, it fades from one color to another, which didn't work with the embroidery. But thankfully... Greg's wife did a wonderful job uh, changing the colors a little bit so that way it does work perfectly with embroidery. So I went out to the Timo uh, to the page for eBay for Timo Hana and picked one of these up. I pulled this out of the box and Mrs. Ohana actually absolutely freaked out. She said, "This is gorgeous with the teal." And on the back, it even says our catchphrase, "Mahalo." <laughs> On the back of this shirt, it says Mahalo also, but I'm not going to get up and turn around. I'm sorry, I'm too lazy. But yes. <laughs> if you would like to, to take a look at some of these items that we have on our uh, eBay page, it's... Uh, uh, just Team Ohana, one word, uh, and I'll put the link here and uh, in the in the description. We also have the Submarinera shirt yes. as well. Which I have that which, on I, which, which I saw you order the Aqua one. Yes! <laughs> yeah, we're not making so. money on these things, guys. I actually went to eBay and purchased from ebay my own shirt <laughs> so it's the yes. submarinera shirt so it's not Absolutely. submariner it's submarinera and i got it teal so that way you can see the the watercolors around them it shows the hypothetical Mar uh, marvel character submariner <laughs> in a bottle of marinara sauce not holding a trident he's got a pasta spoon and with the hypothetical marvel font it says submarinera underneath it because i had a verbal faux pas greg ran with it and it looks funny and cool and i had to have one <laughs> yeah so this is the first of our i guess you'd say it's ex really exclusive shirts yeah uh i'm gonna pull it up here so you can see it yes yeah, so, but if you're on the podcast you can't see it yes there you go <laughs> and like i said i got it in the teal which is the, the third picture down boom it's going to be one of those things where you're wearing it and you're walking around and people will see it and they'll look, they'll do a double take. They'll be like, what? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's great. Cause it looks, uh, you know, people immediately will recognize Namor or the, somebody who looks like Namor and something that looks like the actual trade dress from the, uh, from the original comic. Yep. And then they'll be like, is that a spaghetti stick? Yes. And <laughs> why is he in a jar? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I, let me tell you something. If that all these shirts are the same shirt, right? Yeah, these so far are all the same shirt. I like Dude, this one. This shirt is so soft. I know, right? It's such a nice quality shirt. It's, it's better than anything I actually own. Uh, yeah. So they're made to order. So it's fresh off the press for you. Yeah. It might take a couple purchase. extra days. You're not going to get it in like two days or three days. It'll take about a week because once you yeah. order it, they have to go and print it. Mm -hmm. Um, and all this is actually through Printful, so they pretty much get the money. We don't. We just want to get some shirts out there and have some fun. Um, but yeah, but Mrs. Ohana, uh, she was checking this shirt and checking her shirt and checking her this shirt and checking that. She's like, it is softer. I'm like, 
well, let me check. And then I went to check her shirt. And she's like, hey! <laughs> it's for science. Yes. <laughs> she's like, I knew you were going to do that. I'm like, you married me for a reason. <laughs> Very good. Uh, okay. So, yes, absolutely. Give this, uh, this book two thumbs up. 7.0 on a scale of 1 to 10. Maybe even a 7.5. 7.5 it would definitely be if I knew the characters and I knew the vocabulary. So... <laughs> Uh, next week we're going to dumb it back down a little bit. We're going back to Marvel. <laughs> hey, that is okay. Like we were talking about yesterday or a few days ago, ACDC versus super technical artistry music or whatever. Um, the Spider-Man versus Wolverine. That's 1988. Seven. 87. Okay. I was trying to remember when I purchased it. You were, and I was already out of high school. So I'm, oh I'm an older God. man. Yeah. I'm an old guy, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> i'm excited man i i've been wanting to read this for a while especially now that you've you've uh hyped it up so i'm, I'm scared honestly because i hyped up wolverine and then when i reread it i'm like dude this is not as good as i remember <laughs> if nothing else it makes for great conversation and see how much comic books have evolved and changed over the decades yeah. I mean, back in 87 88 this was a great story but in comparison to today's stories that have evolved i well, let's see about Spider-Man Wolverine. And I hopefully we, you really we, we can compare it to uh Green Arrow because that was I want to say 87, 88. Okay. Because that held up decently. I'm hoping this one holds up de decently. Just a little housekeeping. Uh the seventh is Radiant Pink, our exclusive. It's uh, next by, week, dude. By, by digging Picors. I know I need to buy it. I haven't I haven't made any purchases yet. Uh and then the 14th, the following week is that's two uh, weeks, dude. Nightclub, dude. I need to purchase it. I haven't purchased it yet. Uh, so get get on that. You can have all kinds of packages, uh, sketches, signatures, no signatures, just the exclusive one in twenty five. All that uh, that you can get that at syndicatecomicshop.com slash shop. Pre order there. Uh, you'll get your COA, which are custom designed by Deegan himself, not just blank COA or not just a, a cookie cutter COA. Also, and, if you would like to have it signed or signed, remarked, and sent to CGC for a yellow label, that is available, but you just need to contact Syndicate Comics. They have the ability, they've been authorized by CGC to send in comics for a yellow label. Yes. So they just didn't put that on the websites. Uh, if you'd like to have that done, contact us, contact them. Let us know. We'll make sure it happens for you. Yep. Absolutely. I'm doing that. You're doing that. Um <laughs> yeah uh check out our ebay shop check out our patreon if you want uh watch alongs we've recorded a bevy of things lately willow black adam uh, guardians of the galaxy we finish up andor which is exclusive patreon Woo! there's a lot on there you get the access to this podcast a day early and you get to vote on where this podcast goes in the future so all that said thanks for putting up with that uh we're gonna wrap it up thank you family and uh until you see you in the next one mahalo, mahalo.